oh thank you tommy for helping me out once again this is your host sean ziera that's s-h-o-n-z-i big e big r big a with the young and bipolar podcast and so there's a couple of things i want to start with because hey tommy i i appreciate you so there's a couple of things i do want to start off with by telling you is that one we are going to be doing these live all the time i'm i'm a little bit rusty if it wasn't for tommy would have had no sound on this one so we're gonna be doing this live on facebook we're gonna be doing this live on youtube the thing about youtube is that the Young Bipolar Podcast actually has its own YouTube channel. So it's theyoungabipolar at gmail.com. If you have any questions, you can always hit me up at theyoungabipolar at gmail.com. I am reworking my website again. I like the way the website kind of looks at theyoungabipolar.com, but we're going to be working on that. Um, thank you guys for coming back for season two. And one thing I do want to say is thank you for holding me down. For those who've been listening to the podcast, when I'm in my absence, it's been absolutely amazing. I am absolutely floored by what you guys have done. And I'm, I, I, I've never had the experience of me leaving somewhere and knowing that my presence was still felt. And so I just wanted to say thank you so much. And that's what I was saying before when there was no sound. And if you guys was watching it live, you see it no sound. But when I put this on anchor.com, I'm going to start it right when I say my name. And there's so many things that I want to talk about that I'm going to reiterate what I was saying before is that there's been so many deaths, unfortunately, that's happened since I stopped making my podcast in October 25th um, that has affected me personally, just like MF Doom. Um, there, I've had a huge fight with a, a, a brother of mine. Not, I can't even call him a friend anymore, but a brother of mine, me and him had a huge fight and it actually brought me to tears because I realized what that fight meant. Um, well, how was it for the big move? I'm finally here. I'm finally here in America. And just to reiterate what I was saying before, before with no sound was y'all don't believe in COVID in Georgia. Like y'all, y'all can't mask up at all. <laughs> like I'm just going out here into the community and just knowing that nobody is masking up is, is absolutely crazy. Like mask up, man. Like, please, please. So my brothers and sisters in arms can actually go home and visit their families because there's some people in the military who cannot visit their families because if it's a high risk area, they won't be able to go because they have to use over 20, 20 days of leave. Because if they go there, they might have to be quarantined. But when they come back to the base, they definitely have to be quarantined for at least 14 days. So that's 14 days of leave. And if you take leave away from us, we can't see you, which brings me to today i'm excited that you guys have joined me back and there's a lot that i want to talk about but today i really want to get into knowing that my military career has ended it is over i am with the va technically i'm still in until february 11th but i'm on my ets now I would have served the military for four years and 18 days because of this mental illness that I have. And being here, it seems so surreal. Side note, because I said being here, I'm in a house. I'm living with relatives right now. So I find my own spot because I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm in between jobs now. <laughs> 
maybe because in between jobs, if you hear a dog barking, if you hear knocking on my door, they probably don't know that I'm recording right now. If you hear a dog barking, the dog barking, it's just because a dog, you know, it's a dog. So if you hear that, I am sorry. I want to let you know ahead of time. I'm in between homes where I just can't. I don't have my own space yet. You see behind me, there's no longer a dirty room, but a, a closet door for those who are actually watching me live. If you're not watching me live, you can catch me on Google Podcast and catch me on every DSP imaginable digital service provider, Apple, Sketcher, is Sketcher one of them? Spotify, everyone. But now that I'm here, I would have to say the revelation of knowing that a new chapter is starting is real. It's so real because now there's a lot of new stressors in life. I'm, I bought a car here within my first month, of course, and unfortunately dealing with the used car dealership out here, I bought a car November 20th and I still don't have my tags and title. I still don't have my tags and title. And there's been an unknown stress with that each time I feel like they've been trying to slow roll me basically to get more money out of me. So that's a new stressor. Knowing that the job that I potentially had in Georgia has been, uh, can I, I don't know if I can actually say this, but I was supposed to be a contractor and that contractor position is being contested by somebody who thinks there was foul play involved. So the contractor that I am contracting with has to fight that for at least a hundred days. My hundred days is going to be over when the air force is going to continuously pay me. So I might not see as much money as I have been seeing because of this contract negotiation between my future employer, potentially, if that make any sense to you. So that's a stressor because all these things are out of my hand. But since 2020 is behind us and because God willing, I was able to wake up and be part of 2021, I would have to say the one thing that 2020 has taught me is things are out of your control. I am unfortunately a control freak. I need to have, or I needed, I should say, to have control of everything. And when things were blowing out of proportion in my own mind, which means it could have just went left or right, that's when I realized I had a problem or I will have a problem. Being so controlling of my future, being so controlling of my work environment, being so controlling of what my friends do has been hard on me. And really realizing it at the end of 2020 has been so helpful. So as I'm sitting here now, all I can control is this. This is not all I can control, but the things that I can control, I'm trying to control to the best of my ability. 
because if I give in to the, the thought that everything's out of my hands, I don't feel like I would apply myself appropriately. I didn't want this to be like a year and wrap up into the new year, but I feel like there's a lot that needs to be said for the end of the year. Right. My biggest argument with one of my greatest friends of all time happened at the end of 2020. Where there was a situation where we vehemently disagreed with each other. And because of this disagreement, I don't know how the friendship can be repaired. There's no hatred. It's just that, wow, this is the first time in I in my short 28 years of life where I see my best friend and I going in two different paths. Now, I've been in a relationship with a lovely young lady, lady for the past eight months. Now I got to start thinking about a new stressor, the things that I can control. Should we get married? I believe we will. But there's, you know, but it all, it takes two to tango and hopefully she wants to. And, but part of that is kind of out of my hands, right? But for what I can control as a man and making sure I'm a good man to her is what I can control. 2020 has taught me to slow down, right? I want everything so quick. I want it, you know, Instagram and, and like the instant likes, instantaneous things that you can get. The Amazon was like a microcosm of, or it's just like a micro about how I felt. Like if I released a beat, like if I played this beat right here, And I'm not going to play the full thing, but if I was making music like that and nobody liked it within 10 minutes on Instagram, I felt like a failure. But now I'm starting to learn, okay, it's a slow burn. I didn't really advertise this right. A lot of my friends didn't even really see it. You know, the algorithm might be against you. What have you really done? <laughs> and, and the big thing. You really haven't been a friend to those people that you're asking support from. 2020 has taught me to slow down, not be as controlling. Be grateful. Be grateful for what you have. Because you never know when it's going to get taken away from you. COVID has taken family members away from me. COVID members has, I mean, COVID has probably taken family members away from you. And it's unfortunate. And we just got to keep trudging, right? And it's, and it's awful to say that, but I can't. Me, personally, just me, if I felt in that misery all the time, I don't know how I would feel. I hear the number and it still boggles my mind that when I'm in Georgia, people don't mask up. But statistically, don't people die by the flu at the same? I don't want to get into that conversation, but isn't it like the same thing? 
going back to that job search and I, and I kind of have like a, a book here. Oh my goodness. That cam look, that cam link looks good. I have a book here of ideas that I've had that I wanted to say. And so if you hear like paper rustling, that's me looking at my journal for those who are listening to the podcast, going back to finding a job during this pandemic. It's easy and hard. I know my mind's kind of everywhere, guys. It's, it's my first episode back. But finding a job in this pandemic is something, once again, a lot of that is kind of out of my hands. I have applied to numerous positions that I know that I'm qualified for or sometimes overqualified for. And I just might not be the person they're looking for or the person they're willing to pay. That is out of my control. All I can do is dress the part, talk the part, be the part. And if I get rejected, keep going. I have sent beats out to people. I have been (laughs) 2020 as also has taught me how to deal with rejection. Man, I've got told no a numerous amount of times 2020. An unbelievable amount of times no has been just said, no, you can't do this. No, you can't do that. No, I don't believe you with this. No, I don't believe you with that. So I've learned how to deal with rejection and and rejection is so funny because each time you get rejected, right? It seems like you get closer to that. Yes. And I'd never believed that. I, I thought that was just like something that people say, like, yeah, each time you get rejected, that's just another person that you can knock off the list so that yes is going to come around the corner. Yeah, BS. Get out of here. And then it happened. And then it happened. Over and over and over again. I'll tell you a quick story. I like to make music. I make instrument. I, I, I make instrumentals. I don't necessarily make rap beats for people to rap on. I make music to for people to vibe to. Or I thought. <laughs> so I sent, there is this guy, his name is Holy, and he is signed to Internet Money. Internet Money makes his song called Lemonade. If you don't know what that song is, just look up Internet Money Lemonade. It won some awards. It's been on the Billboard Top 100 number one song for weeks running. Um, you got the juice. Something got me twisted. Got the juice. That that song. And so one of their producer team, you know, one of their producers, he he goes on Twitch all the time, and he reviews beats. And I sent him. And this is this happened last year at the beginning of the year. It was in March. It was right after my birthday. I think it was on my brother's birthday. It was either the twenty second or the twenty third of March. I sent him this beat that had Pusha T vocals. Right. And it was like this weird, almost outcast. I was like, yeah, this is the one I sent him in. And he trashed it and he was on live and other people in the live was trashing the beat. They was talking about how awful it was and how disgusting the sound was and how the mixing was and how the snare didn't really hit. And he listened this entire <laughs> and then and he only listened to like maybe 10 seconds in its entirety and knew that the beat was trashed within 10 seconds, 10 within two seconds. He turned on the beat, turned off the beat, 
and said, this is too loud. It already sounds awful. It's not mixed properly. I don't even want to listen to it. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching this man who is signed. He's younger than me. He's only like 23. And I'm watching it. I'm like, dang. Back in the day, that would have killed me. But there's, I've, I've been rejected so much by this point. I was like, you know what? He's right. Let's fast forward till December. I finally make a beat. I actually, I, I, I end up making this beat right here. I can't really play because of copyright because it's Kanye West sample, but I end up playing that beat, right? And he ends up loving it. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it took months. I sent that to him in March. It, it took me until early December to send that beat to him for him to like it. But it was a constant rejection. I sent beats to B.O.B. having it listened to. I sent beats to Oswin Benjamin. And I've, I sent so many emails and either got rejected or, or, uh, or no responses, right? And that's what another 2020 has taught me is that it's okay out of your hands you can't control it deal with rejection keep pushing keep moving on and then i got the yes and when i finally got that yes from holy everything changed oh i can do this then i got on clubhouse and then i got on clubhouse i got this this uh, if you guys can't see it i got the irig too so i can play these songs for people I can finally play these songs, man. And then people are listening to it in Clubhouse. These producers who really produce, people sending me their emails like, yo, that's hard. Let's work together. Yo, that's dope. That's fire. And the reason why, all right, so if you guys don't know what the iRig 2 is, what it does is you can use your computer to play sounds into your phone and people who are listening through it either through their headphones on their end or through their computer speakers, it's going to give them the best quality than if I played you a song over a speaker on my phone. So it's just like if you went to Spotify and you played a song through your phone. That's the type of sound quality we hope to get with the iRig 2. There's iRig 2 HD that does it better. Um, but this iRig 2, it will, it will, it will suffice. It, it's just like if you listen to an Aaliyah song like Rock the Boat, some some song from the uh, early night. Uh, late 90s early 2000s where the sound quality is not the greatest but it still sounds pretty good over the phone if you listen to it on via youtube and that's what the irig 2 does and so reason why i'm telling you that story reason why i'm telling you about the irig 2 is because once i started playing with two people on clubhouse now i see that yeah people are jamming people are liking people are vibing but it took that it took me it took it took humbling it took me being humbled before I realized that it's not in my control. Not everybody's going to like what you, you make. You can't let this defeat you. You're just going to get rejected. You guys got to learn and keep it pushing. And yes, this job thing, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Going back to what I was talking about the job thing before, it is stressful. <laughs> I can't tell you how stressed I am, honestly. It is 
Um, it is stressful, but I'm grateful every day I get to wake up and get to do things like this. It gives me time. It gives me time to wholesale real estate. It gives me time to build connections with people I never thought I would ever build connections with. Now, working with the VA, <laughs> talking about building connections, that's another thing. Working with the VA is his own stressor because there's a balance between underestimating your pain because you don't know how much it's worth or overestimating your pain because you know how much it is worth. And I have this philosophy in my life and I know this is true because it's what I live by. I don't want anything more than what I earned. I know that I know that's crazy, but it, it's true for me. I don't want anything more than what I earned. I don't want your billions if I didn't earn it. I I will feel a type of way. I I slave in this room too hard. I when I told you that story about holy, I I took too much time in. If I showed you on my computer how many beats I made per day for months, just so when Holy got to listen to that beat again, he could say, good job. I put in way too much time in that time that I have put in. I want to be recognized for. And if recognition has come as a monetary value, I am willing to accept that. But I don't want anything more than what I've put in for. Which is an issue when it when you're dealing with the VA, right? Because when you're working with the VA, it's like your pain has a number. I put my body through a lot of stressors in the military. I was trying to be the best airman I could be, which means I had to be the most fit. I had to be the most intelligent i had to had the most hobbies i had to do the most uh um volunteer service you know and a lot of that i accomplished because of manic periods but that had a huge stress on my body when as an example i I don't know if i told you guys this before but i'm going to reiterate it again if i did when i was going through manic phases this is this is a high on my manic phase. This is like the most work I was ever doing when I was manic. I used to wake up at four o'clock, maybe sometimes three forty-five in the morning to go to the gym. I used to work out for an hour, maybe an hour and a half, depending on what time I actually got to the gym. I used to eat before I go to the gym, so I'd be up at three, eat around. 3.30, no, let me, let me, let's, let's just go to four because four sounds better. Maybe three is too early. I would say I would get up at four, eat around 4.15, right, to get to the gym around 4.45, let, let the food sit in my stomach, let it digest, maybe not get there until about 4.50, from, um, from 4.50 to 5.55, I would work out, do about, um, 
seven to 12 exercises, depending on how much I was hurting physically from the day before. Cause I used to go to the gym at one point, six to seven times a week. And then I will go to work, right? Cause then I will have to come home, get showered to take a bus to work. And that bus ride was an hour during that bus ride. I would listen to like Ray Diallo or, um, uh, like any book that I was reading at that time, right? A lot of podcasts, a lot, a lot of, a lot of podcasts, a lot of educational podcasts within that hour work from eight to three, come home. And sometimes we do PT after, after work. And so after work from like, cause you still have that hour. So from like from four to five, cause we got off at three, get on a bus by three thirty, back home around like let's say five ish because of traffic and then from 5 15 when i get home i'm either going to go to the gym or i eat one more time at like 5 30 to go to, to jujitsu at six with my homie from six to like 7 30 with my homie in jujitsu come back to the come back to the crib right and then i would start working on music or working on my podcast or working on writing or working on school, right? Because I think it was like Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays I was at school. Mondays and Thursdays, I think I was at school from six to nine, so I didn't go to jujitsu all the time. And that's how I made up by sleeping or resting my body if I didn't have jujitsu that evening. And then I wouldn't go to bed until about, 12 1 or 2 o'clock because mania was kicking in and so that's how i was pushing out beats left and right or i was writing and doing my homework i would fall asleep get back up at four o'clock and do it all over again five days a week and then on saturdays and sundays because i had so much more sleep time i would sleep up until eight o'clock in the morning on saturdays and then go do a two-hour workout and then basically have a free day if you will which is just working and basically trying to learn Adobe After Effects and all that good stuff. So that was like a day in my mania. And that was like a normal day where I really didn't rest because I was always trying to educate myself. I was always trying to get better. I was searching to be like the next rock. I was searching to be the next Kevin Hart. And you don't know in those moments when I'm manic, I don't know how much stress I'm putting on my body because I'm working out twice a day. I'm stretching in the evening. I am, you know, getting kind of hurt in the afternoon because of jujitsu, because you get thrown around and everything. So I'm not really letting my body rest because I'm working out six to seven times a week. And then you have to talk to this person at the VA and you're trying to articulate all that stuff that you did. And they're like, okay. And that just sounds like you were just overworking yourself, but they don't understand what was happening on those mats and during jujitsu or if you tweak something because you was trying to lift too much, I deadlifted 415 raw, no grips, no belt. <laughs> I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying like, I don't know what I was doing. I wasn't trying to protect myself. I was just trying to be as strong as I can be. I'm, you know, my frame, if you back in the day, I used to be super skinny and super scrawny. And like, I put a lot of muscle on this frame and sometimes I can feel that weight. Cause not all of it is muscle. Some of it's fat and I can feel that weight on my knees 
like each time I get up now, you can hear, you can hear there's no cartilage in my knees anymore. I'm only 28. And like, I know some of that is not being safe when it comes to lifting because, you know, I was in the military and then you're trying to articulate this to this person. Like, oh man, I tweaked my knee when I was working out with my commander. So, do you think that's worth 10%? You think we're supposed to pay you at least $130 because you tweaked your knee because you was doing too much? But if you don't do that working with the VA, the long reason I tell you this story is because that it's like you're always working. So it's like workers comp if we're really being honest. And not judging your pain correctly or not collaborating with those doctors to help you can hurt you later in life because I did a I've I've suffered a lot of tweaks meaning I know I did something to a knee that I said I worry about it later and later is now and I feel it my back and my shoulders are killing me and I have video upon video upon video of me working out these shoulders and working out my back and maybe not using the best form or doing too much or overloading on my muscles because my frame, like there's this LeVar thing. He says a man body, right? I'm pretty sure I had my man body before I came into the military. And then on top of, <laughs> on top of the man body, I added, I don't know, 30, 40 extra pounds. And I would like to think that at least 15 of that was straight muscle. And then the rest of it was fat, which was not good because in my genetics, we have big thighs and small calves. And it looks weird, but it's a strain on my, on my knees. <laughs> Huge strain on my knees, man. But working with the VA, negotiating with them, that's a huge stressor. But once again, it's out of your control. So what are you supposed to do? I touched on it a little bit when it comes to, and I'm, I'm going to tell you guys what my next podcast is going to be about. It's going to be about being a sluggard. Because I think it's vitally important. I really want to touch on it, but I'm going to have to wait because that's between me and my best friend. Really good friend. And I have a lot to say about it. Because after describing my mania and everything I am willing to do, I don't know if it's fair that my manic mind or I don't know if it's fair that I'm holding him to a standard that he's not holding himself to. And that has been on my mind for a very long period of time. A very long period of time. And I think I'm going to end this I'm Back episode. Welcome to Season 2 episode. With me becoming a vegetarian and 11 days away 
from being one year sober from alcohol. I used to drink. Not that I was an alcoholic or anything, but knowing that it's almost been a year since I touched it. Ever since all of this started to happen. I still drink coffee sometimes, I'm not going to lie. I shouldn't, but I do. Being a vegetarian is hard, boy. I don't know how y'all do it, man. I love meat, man. Each time I smell some bacon, man, it smells like the best thing on the, on the planet. But I do that because of Seroquel. I don't know if I'm supposed to tell you guys what medication I'm along, but I'm on Depakote and Seroquel. I feel like Depakote is eating my insides away, and I would love to get off of it. And the Seroquel puts me right to sleep. Have you guys ever heard of atypical bipolar and classical bipolar? I've heard about it. It's not in a DSM, DSM-5. This is anecdotal from doctors who've experienced people with mental illness and realize there's two different forms of bipolar. There's four different categories of bipolar, but you can either be a classical or atypical. I know that I am atypical because I was not a regular case they usually see in bipolar because my mania can be channeled into something work-related if i don't channel it into something work-related i don't know i usually might get in trouble but because when i feel mania coming i can do stuff like set up my podcast get a cam link get a light shine it on me talk to you and talk to you guys who are listening on the podcast Being a vegetarian is hard, man. And you know what? I'm going to save that because I have a lot to say about that because my future wife has been helping me out with that a lot. And um, there's a lot I have to say about that because it has to deal with working out and watching my body change because Sarah Quill is basically, if, to me, it, it looks like... <laughs> looks like I've taken creatine, so each time I go work out, I have a crazy pump, and I know it's not because of the water that I'm drinking. It's just because the Seroquel, because to some people I've been reading online, it's almost like a steroid to some people, and it's like it for me. Like, I look huge sometimes when I come out the gym for no reason. Don't look at me now. I look like I got a long neck. This has been fun. This this podcast, this one, is just for Facebook. Because I mess up at the beginning, I want to make sure my next one I do. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna post this. I'm gonna post this. Hopefully, you guys like it. I gotta I gotta listen to it again. Man, I missed you. I missed you so much. For those who have been listening, thank you so much. You're saving my life. It's been fun. You already know who this is. This is your boy, Sean Ziera. That's S-H-O-N-Z-I-Big-E, Big R, Big A. And this song is called Let Go. Let Go.